Welcome to the Career Podcast, a show where we speak with professionals from a wide range of fields to provide insights and valuable information for our listeners. Our goal is to help students and aspiring professionals make informed decisions about their career path by offering first-hand perspectives and experiences from those working in their respective industries. Join us as we delve into various professions and learn about the challenges, rewards, and skills required to succeed. sit down with Neil Soni he's a seasoned chef he has also prepared meals for Ritesh Deshmukh we're going to discuss with him what's it really like to work in the culinary industry so he's also currently in the process of transitioning from a chef into being a full-time private chef so we'll discuss with him about what it means to be a private chef as well also we'll talk to him about the challenges of creating a menu custom menu and the rewards you reap when your guest enjoys your meal so we are going to explore the highs and lows of the unique profession so neil thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me you were also in my school though we never spoke but it's good to speak now i've been following you on instagram looking at your food post they look delicious today i just want to talk to you about your profession about your life maybe we, you can start by just telling us about you about what you do and where did you grow up about your family give me a crash course in who neil is crash course in who neil is okay so neil is basically an ordinary guy <laughs> i'm not like still a celebrity chef but yeah i i dream of becoming one very soon family wise if you ask me my family was never in this business like never ever no one is chef in my family i'm the only one currently and everyone is my background is of gold and like jewelry and stuff like that but then one day when like it's a very funny story like one day when my mom and dad were out and I, i was very hungry like very very hungry so i just prepared a meal for myself and that meal turned out to be really good so that's when i decided that this is the thing i wanted to pursue in my life and once i completed my 12th grade i did my hotel management from Jindal School of Hotel Management which is in Baroda it's affiliated with Surya Palace and yeah that's when my journey started of hospitality I like I didn't do any course of chef proper chef chef but yeah I did whole hotel and restaurant management wherein I covered all the areas of hotel and restaurant both of them so do you remember what meal did you cook for yourself yes i do So that's my favorite meal till date. It's uh, dal fry and rice, dal fry and jeera rice. That's the meal I cooked for the first first time in my life. So did you Google it up or did you know how to make it before? Have you seen people make it before? I didn't Google it up because I'm talking about what twelve years back, twelve thirteen years back when Google was not that that famous famous. If you remember, we like we never used to like search on Google that okay let's search this today. this is the era like right now we look everything on google but before there wasn't that much of google and the youtube and stuff like that so what i used to do is like i just i just took basics like i saw one day my mom preparing dal and rice like a basic dal rice and then i just added some cumin some garlic and the product turned out to be good and when i was a kid we used to go to restaurants and places and that time i used to ask a lot of questions to the waiters the staff over there that what's this what do you put in this and that way 
it built built it up and that way I created dal fry on that day. And jira rice is like a basic simple rice. It's not a rocket science to make a jira rice. Food, especially like in Indian household, is usually cooked by women. Yes. We usually like just eat food. Our relationship with food is really limited. Uh, though we love to eat as Indians, but we never go in kitchen or like even our parents wouldn't allow that ye kaam apna nahi hai, bachcho ka nahi hai ye kaam. That's true. So how did you convince your parents that you wanted to be a chef? That's a very good question by you. Like basically, my dad was against it. At that time, it was more of like, you know, doctors, engineers, you go to finance, become a CA. And you have to opt for courses which had financial stability for future. And chef had, at that time, didn't have that much of financial stability. And every parents would look for stability in life, definitely. So, like, how did you convince them? Like, did you talk to them? Was it something that they slowly started getting comfortable with? So, they didn't accept it first. My dad was like, Tane bavarchi banu in typical Gujarati slang, if you say. Say, ke tane bavarchi banu And I was like, no, that's not being bavarchi, that's being a chef. So, it was very hard for me to give that differentiation of a bavarchi and a chef, though they both are the same. But you know what? how our parents look at that situation. I wanted to pursue filmmaking and I didn't know this thing but like I used to tell my parents and slowly they were easing up to it. But I learned about this while after uh, my father talked to one of my friends and he told him that no, no, he's really serious about it. He thought I was just joking around. I was just bluffing around. I didn't want to do that. I was just like trying different things but that's when after talking to my friend and him telling him that no no he really wants to pursue it and he's serious about it that's when he started taking it seriously i also had this kind of a convincing story so my brother was doing mba from Baroda in colleges in that time they used to give you 5000 rupees and a group has to do a business so my brother opted to do a cookie business so selling cookies and bakery products so we invested that 5,000 rupees in getting all the raw materials regarding cookies, bakery products. So then we started that business and I was in my 12th grade at that time and he was pursuing his MBA. We made a whooping profit of 30,000 rupees at that time in just two months, selling cookies to families, friends, then they used to refer. And that was the point when my dad really got convinced that this guy just wants to pursue food and he wants to become a chef. So that's my side of the story of convincing my dad that I wanted to become a chef. It wasn't easy though, trust me. It wasn't easy because two years of my life, I've, I've suffered a lot. And you did this just after 12th, right? Usually people... Do their bachelors and then they start. Yeah, that's where my, my mother was against. So my mother wanted me to do BBA from uh, MSU. And uh, I, I was like, why should I waste my tears of my time in doing something wherein I'm not going to go in that field? Then I convinced her that please let me do hotel management. It is same as bachelor's for three years. And then you can do master's in anything you want. If you pick up marketing, you pick up uh, finance, accounting, anything. You can do master's in any of the subjects once you have finished bachelor's in your hotel management. 
because it's a management program like BBA, BCom, the same program. So it it took me like at least six months to convince my mom that please, please, please allow me. So after twelfth, I wasted my six months by not joining any of the colleges because my next intake was September, and I finished my twelfth around February or something, and it was so hard for me to convince her. But I did it finally. A lot of people grow up and want to be like someone they look up to. So who was your inspiration? Inspiration. So I never researched that much about any of the chefs at that time, to be honest. But when I came into this industry, did my hotel management, restaurant management, because I was not exposed towards that side of an industry when I was doing my studies. After my hotel and restaurant management, I went to US for one year, and that was specifically in kitchen department, which was a chef, and. That's where I got exposed towards the cuisines and different different kind of chefs, and that's where like one of the chef is, as everyone knows, is Gordon Ramsay. He is one of the best chefs I've ever seen. The guy I like the most is Gagan Anand. He used to have a restaurant in Bangkok, which was a Michelin star, and I used to follow him because he used to make contemporary Indian cuisine. Now I'm into that kind of a cuisine, which is like Indian fusion, not proper Indian India, but Indian fusion kind of cuisine. I got inspired by him and yeah here I am right now I wouldn't say that I am a perfect chef it's a work in progress I'm sure like even Gaganand is learning or even you always learn new things everyone is learning so no one is perfect perfect everyone is learning exactly I I don't know about this industry a lot I was reading about how you have to work your way up even if you have a degree or something like that you have to start as a sous chef then chef de cuisine then executive chef so how does like a process look like for a chef who is just beginning so i'll i'll explain you the hierarchy which is in india as well as in unlike outside india and any of other countries so because every country it's different it's not that if you have done something in india it's going to be same when you come in london when you go to us it's going to be totally different so which part you want to know you want to know indian part or you want to know the recent london part Tell me both. So I started my apprenticeship in uh, Grand Hyatt, Mumbai, so which was divided into six uh, sections, which were front of the house, housekeeping, kitchen, and service. When you come into kitchen, you start like as a trainee. Then your designation is just as a trainee. You have you don't know anything about the kitchen. You have you are a fresh part in the kitchen. You have to start learning everything from scratch, and they don't even teach you in India. When you go as a trainee, there are hardly some places which will take you seriously. Some of the places don't they don't even teach you how to do what to do. It's just you have to keep questioning them. You have to ask them a lot of questions, lot and lot of questions. Then only you will get your answers. Trust me. जो गालियाँ पढ़ती हैं ना ट्रेनी में वो कहीं में भी नहीं पढ़ती है. Not in real life as well. That period was fun though. I loved it. So then. As you come out as a trainee, then you have different different positions. So you start as a kami, which is like a helper. Like if anyone wants cutting chopping of some products, and someone wants onions or someone wants to get something from the fridge, you start at that level. Then there are in kamis there are they are divided into two parts, which is like kami one, kami two. Then comes a CDP, that's a chef de party. Then comes senior CDP, that's senior chef de party. Then comes like junior sous chef, 
then comes show chef, then comes head chef, and then comes head executive chef. So I started at a trainee level, and right now I am at a CDP level, which is a chef de party, which is a section chef, wherein I am in charge of the whole section in the kitchen. So if you pick up a salad section or a grill section or a dessert section, curry section. So right now I am in charge of dessert section. So I manage all the pastries and desserts, things going out of the kitchen. And that's how it works in India as well as in other countries as well? In India, how it works is, it totally depends upon your knowledge. For example, in India, anyone can be a chef. So most of the chefs from India are from Uttarakhand and on the, from northern regions. In the current era, chefing has been taken seriously in India, but before it was not. Like since uh, you can say eight or nine years, a lot of students are going to chefing. So in India, what happens is, if you have done culinary arts, like there are courses for four, four years, you have to study culinary arts, you have to study what happened inside the kitchen. And kitchen is not just about the food, but there are a lot of aspects uh, which kitchen covers, which is like they teach you about hygiene and everything. So if you have that knowledge, then you can get a better position, a managerial position in the kitchen. But if you are a freshie and if you don't have any knowledge, then you have to start from a very basic level in India, which is everywhere, which is all around the world. You were also working as a chef at Jim Khana, right? So how was that experience like? Yeah, I was working as a chef at uh, Jim Khana in London, yeah. So that experience was really good. I'll drive you through my whole chefing journey. So once I finished my studies, I went to U.S. I worked in Gaylord Oprinan Resort, which is in Nashville, Tennessee. And I worked there for one year. I did like a proper job as a CDP over there. Six months I'd, I was in a restaurant and six months I was in a banquet kitchen in pastry. After that, I went to Australia and I worked there in one of the best Japanese restaurants called Sake in Melbourne. And uh, then I came back to India. I stayed there for three years, started with my own cafe called Coffee Clan on Old Padra Road. And then I started with my own cloud kitchen, which is known as Tarban Tarka. I like I, I experimented everything. Then I landed in London. I came to London in October 2019 and March 2023 was locked out for like four months. So I was not working as a chef in that four months because everything, all the restaurants were closed. So that was like the tough time because I just moved to London and there was lockdown after like three months so it was a tough time for me after that i applied for gymkhana which is owned by jks restaurants one of the top restaurant company in london a basic relationship i'll tell you what i used to before when i came to london i used to find restaurant companies online i searched jks restaurant and i saw who's the owner and what i used to do is i used to text owners on instagram to get the job and luckily, that owner was active on Instagram and he replied me and he was like, come and give an interview at Jim Khan. And I went there. The executive chef over there took my interview. And yeah, I joined in October 2020. And yeah, I worked there for one, one and a half years. What is the interview process like for a chef? I think as a chef, you will have to cook something. You will have to show them that you can cook. So it's not like that in London. If you know the basics, and if you know how to cook and if you know have the proper knowledge regarding the cuisine, they'll hire you. Because in London, they'll hire you on your trust. In India, what I've seen is uh, they take like a test kind of a thing that do you know how to do everything. So that's the thing. So yeah, the interview process was pretty simple. The executive chef asked me some basic questions and I was able to answer them. 
and I gave my resume and uh, the next day I just got a call that you have been selected. So yeah, it's very straightforward. It's not that uh, complicated as it's in uh, India that they take your test and uh, they make you cook something. After being a chef at Gymkhana, you transitioned into being a private chef. After Gymkhana, I would say the transition didn't happen of being a private chef. After Gymkhana, I would say I learned how to cook proper Indian food because I was never into Indian cuisine, like never. Because in India also, when I used to run my cloud kitchen, I had people working for me. And they used to do all the cooking and whatever prep they used. They all used to manage. I just used to manage the orders and the management side of the thing. But when I came to Gymkhana, the ball game was different. They had amazing Indian food. I would say all over the London, Gymkhana is the best place you will get Indian food. Like so far, I've tasted the best dishes by Gymkhana. And I learned how to serve proper Indian cuisine what people in London loves. You had to learn about how people in London like Indian food. So that's what I learned that what kind of Indian food people want in London. Because if, if they taste food what we serve in India, it's totally different. Indian food is loved by everyone. Like people in London, they are crazy about Indian food. In every corner you will find Indian restaurants, wherever you go. And is it because like a lot of Indians live there or even the locals like Indian food. This takes us into the history, British era and stuff. Like every Friday all over the UK is curry night. So every Friday, most of the places, even the English place, English pubs or English bar, they serve curries. It's good to know that Indian food is taking over the world. Yeah, even the British national dish is chicken tikka masala. So maybe like, can you talk about opening a cafe? Because I think the time you opened your cafe in Baroda, like a lot of cafes were opening in Baroda. I, I remember every corner there was a new cafe. The problem, you know what the problem with me is, whenever I start something. So for example, I started with a cafe, right? There were only good four or five cafes in Baroda. But as soon as I started my cafe, there were like, there was a cafe boom. And like a lot of places started opening up. A lot of places. And somehow, like somehow it, it, it didn't happen and then I just stepped out. And then I started with my cloud kitchen. When I started my cloud kitchen, there were only four people serving food at night. But I think the government of India hates me. So government allowed every restaurant to open till 4 a.m. in the morning. And then like after a month, if I see on Zomato or Swiggy, there are like 100 night restaurants open. I was like, oh my God, this had to happen right now. When you opened a cloud kitchen, I don't think cloud kitchens were mainstream, right? No, it wasn't, it wasn't mainstream at all. It wasn't mainstream at all. But now if you see, cloud kitchens are booming everywhere. Especially after COVID. So like, how was your experience like doing a business in India, opening a cafe? Obviously, it might not have worked, but like, how was your experience? What did you learn? I would say it was like a turning stage of my life because I've never done business in India. So that was my first experience of doing business in India. I would say I haven't wasted those three years. I would say I've learned and gained experience out of it. It has changed me totally. You know how businessmen, they are very shrewd. They are up on your face. So I've learned all that, how to get your paperwork ready, how to get your finances ready, how to get everything organized, which is necessary in a business. So I would say like if I do a business now anywhere around the world, I, I know the basics. We were talking about how did you go from becoming a chef to a private chef. So it's also a story. When I joined Jim Khanna, my executive chef resigned. I used to follow him in, on Instagram a lot. 
And then he started doing this. He started uh, doing private chef. And I never knew any other chefs doing private chef or pursuing other than a job. So then I used to follow him and I used to see his post. Some days going to someone else's house and giving the restaurant experience. Then he's going to some other person's house and doing the restaurant experience. And I was like, why can't I try this? I called up the company when he was registered and... He, he was like a great chef. He was a Michelin star chef. But I wasn't. I was a very basic, like a very basic guy who has just come from India to London. want to pursue my profession and turning it into a business. And I, I never knew this kind of thing even exists. I contacted the company and then that company said that we don't only take Michelin star chefs. We take like normal basic chefs as well who just know how to cook and have all the certificates in London. So there are like there are different certificates when you want to become a chef in London. There are levels, different levels of certificates, which is level two, level three, and it can go above. I had level two uh, health and hygiene certificate with me. Whenever you become a private chef, the company always tries your food. So I gave my food in a packaged form and she loved it. She took me on board. And yeah, that's where my journey started. And I was even frustrated by doing doing long shifts, not giving time to my family. And right now I can balance work in my personal life as well. So it's like working for yourself. Yeah, it's like working for myself. Right now I'm working for myself. I'm even doing a job right now because obviously I'm not that successful private chef right now where I'm getting continuous orders. I'm working on weekdays and on weekends I concentrate on my business and Sundays I keep myself free. What is the main difference between being a private chef and being a chef? The only main difference is when you're working for a company, when you want to be an independent chef, wherein you can put in your ideas, your innovations, and what you want to give your customers, you can do that in private chef. But being a chef, you have to follow what company has designed already, and you can't put in your efforts to improve that. I believe as a chef, you don't interact a lot with your customers. But as a private chef, you do, right? Whenever I go to customers' house, first of all, their houses are very good, very amazing. Whenever I go to their houses, some customers have separate kitchens, but some customers have a visible kitchen, wherein they are sitting and dining and they can see me cooking as well. So that way, my interaction happens. They ask me a lot of questions. What you put in this? How are you doing this? How are you doing your packaging? How do you manage to carry all the things and come here? And there's a lot, lot of one-to-one -one conversation happening. Like they don't treat you as like a normal chef. They treat you as a party member. And they ask you everything like, do you want water? Do you want coffee? Do you have, did you eat something? It makes you feel connected with customers. What does your day look like as a private chef when you have a gig or something like that? Can you take me through your day whenever I have an order or something like two days before I place my delivery order like for my raw materials so I call all my suppliers and give them the order that I need this 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 things by tomorrow evening and then once everything is arrived at my place uh, so I start segregating stuff I put all the vegetables on one side all the meat on one side because you can't mix raw meat and vegetables together because of cross-contamination then I, what I do is I make all the work plan, including from starters, from appetizers, mains, like all the courses, whatever customer has selected. And according to that work plan, I start prepping. It takes me around three, four hours to prep. I do vacuum packing. Wherein I put my food in a backpack bag, like take out all the oxygen, and then I compress it and put it in the fridge. On the day of the execution, I pack everything in a bag. 
with the ice packets so the food stays in the temperature it's required and then I carry it to the customer's house and there I just execute from that half finished product I put it into a finished product and just serve them so you cook a few things beforehand and you take them to the customer's house you finish it yes because what happens is if I take all the raw materials then instead of one bag I have to carry three bags and the other thing is I have to mess their kitchen up which I don't feel like doing it. Sometimes what happens is if I use their machinery and it's heavy cooking, right? So if I have to cook for 10 people and if they have a mix a mixer grinder then it's not sufficient for 10 people then I have to do it like three, four times. But I can't risk that with customer's machinery because it might not work. It's not compatible with my kind of usage. So I don't take risk using customer's machinery and making their kitchen dirty they are going to complain that the chef is not organized he's not doing work properly so it's better to be safe from that and do our prep at home and then just finish the product how do you decide what menu to serve them do you suggest them do they come up with okay we want to eat something like this because i saw a lot of the dishes that you are cooking are not something that you will find in a restaurant. So what I do is, I give customer a choice. The cuisines I do is Indian, Mexican, I do Pan-Asian, I do Japanese, and I do sushi. So these are the six cuisines I'm into. Then customer has the whole authority to select whatever they want. The questions I ask my customer is, what cuisine you prefer? What kind of protein you prefer? How many people are vegetarian and how many people are non-vegetarian? And according to that, I design a menu and I present it in front of the customers and then if they want to order anything, it's completely their choice. So they say that, no, I don't want to eat chicken today, I want to eat lamb. So I just replace the dish and then give them the revised proposed menu. It's completely flexible. It's not that I'm not rigid towards, no, if you want this, I'm, I'm providing this, you have to have this only. I think as a chef, you would be working in your own domain, right? Uh, if you're working for a restaurant, the restaurant serves maybe one or two or maybe three kind of cuisine. But um, as a private chef, you have to learn different things. You have to see what's happening new because you are also trying to provide an experience uh, to the customers. Exactly. And like I'm, I'm expanding my market. So serving one kind of food to customers all the time, it's kind of get boring. So what I do is I try to explore and experiment. And that way I try to give customer that experience of food. Because private chef is all about experience. If you are going there just cooking food, doing nothing else, then it's not an experience for customers. If you're going there, interacting into their space, but not too much, it should be subtle, not not that hyped up. So basically you are trying to provide them with an experience, not just food. Exactly. Also, as a private chef, you're trying to make them comfortable to new kind of food, new kind of taste and push their boundaries as well. So like, can you share some interesting experiences or stories that you would have had? I have a very interesting story. You know Sahana India, right? Yeah. So I got a chance to cook for them. So they had uh, guests coming over. I had cooked for them before. I was in talking terms with their chauffeur. So I texted their chauffeur that, who's coming? And they were like, some Deshmukh is coming, some actor Deshmukh is coming. There's only one Deshmukh in whole Bollywood industry who are the Deshmukh in India, right? So I got a chance to cook for them for five days and it was an amazing experience. It was not like so hyped up food. It was normal basic food. They are not like fussy eaters. That was the best experience I've ever had till now. 
So like was it different than cooking for like regular customers? It wasn't different at all. There's a funny part to it as well. So I was searching like what Ritesh likes, what Janelia likes. And apparently Ritesh loved some Maharashtrian vachi. But when I reached there, I found out they both are vegan. I was like, oh my God. I did my homework. And then when I go there, I'm completely blank. That what am I going to serve them now in vegan? Which is no dairy, no milk products, no chicken, no animal products, nothing. It's just plant-based. And then somehow I created some vegan Indian curries. And apparently they loved it. They went mad behind it. A lot of the times, there are a lot of soft skills that you require in a profession, which I think like sometimes you can learn, sometimes you can't learn, or sometimes you just don't want to learn. What are those soft skills that you would say would be good to have if you are becoming a private chef or just like a chef? And if someone is trying to pursue it, uh, then they should learn or at least know that they would have to learn in the future if you want to become a chef then i would say you always have to learn first of all like in this industry just don't ever think that i know everything you have to keep learning and you should be confident on your dish and you have to be outgoing you have to be confident you have to be a continuous learner and i would say just don't give up on any point because if you want to become a chef there will be a point in life that you'll feel that no i can't do this anymore i want to give up because sometimes chef will be so hard on you, so hard on you, you won't be able to take that pressure at all and you will feel like running away, you will feel like crying. Just keep motivating yourself. I'll give you an example for this. When I was in Australia and when I was doing, when I went in the kitchen for the first time, despite of having a lot of experience, my chef told me to clean all the utensils, which, which was not my job, which is a kitchen portal job. I did that for three months and trust me, I wanted to come back. I used to cry like almost every day. The movie I used to watch at that time was Burnt. It's a chef pays movie and it used to motivate me a lot. I, I used to keep motivating myself by watching that movie again and again and again. Trust me, I watched it like almost 50 times during that three months because that's where you learn that no chef does all these things. So you don't have to worry about it, Neil. You will you will come out of it. You will come out of it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I used to like tell myself, just keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. At that time, I, I learned one thing that when you enter the kitchen, be so confident. When chef gets that confidence on you and he puts you on the right job rather than putting you on a wrong job. Because he put us on the wrong job at that time. He got fired because of this. He was not meant to make us do that job. But just I would say never think that you think that you know everything. Just keep learning. That's inspiring. Just keep at it. Just keep doing. Yeah, just keep it. At initial stages of life, you won't even get paid that much. You will get very less pay. But if you really want to be a chef and if you really want to pursue this as your profession, then I would say just if you're just getting 1000 rupees a month and if you know that it's worth it, just do it. Because... There are a lot of restaurants all around the world. They don't pay you if they, if you want to work for them because they all are burned in on restaurants. They all have like three Michelin stars. So like becoming a private chef, like a business kind of thing where you are also trying to build your personal brand, right? As a private chef, I'm, I'm a brand by myself and I'm just building up that slowly and steadily. So how does that work? Like how, what do you do to build up your brand? How do you try to reach out to people? 
So uh, right now I'm connected with two companies who market me as a private chef and I have my own Instagram page as well which is uh, Chef Neil Sony. Some people they contact directly to me through Instagram like when they see my feed, post in their feeds. So a lot of startups are also opening up who are trying to give this experience of private chef not just outside India in UK or US but like also in here in India there are a lot of startups who are trying to do that. So what do you think like the market is? Do you think it's just for the rich people or do you think it would slowly come down to the middle class people who start experimenting with? Right now, the stage in India is such that everyone can afford anything right now. One of my friends was mentioning that there is a company in India who allows all the housewives to become a private chef. Whoever is a home cook can become a private chef. There is a company, I don't remember the name, they can sell their food through that portal. So I guess in India also the things are coming up right now. And like in Baroda itself, one of my friend is doing this, providing exclusive food products. I was just uh, talking to her four or five days back and she was telling me that the market has totally changed. People are ready to pay for a small party. People are ready to pay like 4,000, 5,000 rupees per person, which is like a huge amount for Indian market. For the experience, I guess. For the experience, yes. And I think the private chef or personal chef culture is just not like new, but like even in the times of Maharajas, there were private chefs who used to cook for the Maharaja. Cook for the Maharajas, yeah, that's that, that's right. That was a different ball game. That before it was like this kind of things are just for royals, but now that thing has changed, becoming more accessible. I guess. Yes, that's true. So like even our relationship with food hasn't changed for a long time. We went out to eat in a restaurant, tried something new there once in a while. That's what our relationship with food was. But like with COVID, I think that has changed and a lot of startups are also coming up who are trying to do different things. who are trying to change how we eat food, how we look at food. What do you think like in the future, our relationship with food, how is it going to change? How we are going to think about food? So I would say this has changed like uh, from a couple of years. It has changed like six, seven years back. As you mentioned before, like I remember like 10 years back, I used to go out when there was some occasion. But right now that scenario has changed. On occasions, people like to stay with the family and the bubble of friends and they'd like to celebrate. But on the regular basis, people have started going outside a lot. Like that scenario has changed totally. And I think that's something which... Like whenever there is Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, they used to they used to stay with their family and still it's happening, no doubt. But now that culture has been adopted by India as well. People are eating more at home when it's uh, festivals. More at home and with family and they, and they don't want to cook. That culture has also come in India. They get food from outside. They will order something from the batteries we Or either they will call a chef on an occasion. Or they will just do a mini catering event. If they want food for 40-50 people, they order from caterings. So now that scenario has changed. People are ready to spend the money on experiences. And food is one of the biggest things. Yeah, food is one of the biggest things. Because like for me especially, food is something which I was really close to and I'm still really close to. And I would never think spending on something new to try and also i think a lot of new cuisine are coming in in india people are trying to experiment so that's good i only believe one thing that whatever hard work you're doing at the end it all comes to food you're doing it for food that's true there are few things we can control and that's one of them so you also 
do a personal blog maybe can you talk about it i don't do a proper personal blog but uh, right now what i'm doing is my own instagram page which i'm trying to develop i'm not that good at content writing to be honest but i want to do a personal blog like my own kind of a recipe book but right now because i've just started doing this private chef and i'm managing my job as well i don't get time to do that like i want to create instagram reels where i can teach people how to cook properly i want to start all that once things are in my pocket then yeah definitely i'll I would love to do that. What is uh, one of your favorite dishes which you have created or something you have experimented with? The dish I have created is lachha paratha tacos, which is Indian form of taco, and that is like hot favorite selling item on my menu right now. To whomsoever I'm recommending that, they are loving that dish. What's the dish? Can you describe it? So basically, it's lachha paratha. So you know what a lachha paratha is, right? I know, yeah. Yeah. So I make a. Instead of making a big lachha paratha, I make a smaller version of lachha paratha, like a taco, and it's not that crispy; it's soft. But the flakes of it are crispy. Then I make chicken ghee roast, which is made with pure ghee with mustard seeds and curry leaves, and I put that as a base. I make a mustard tempered yogurt, and I put that yogurt on top. I put some cheese. I melt the cheese, and I garnish it with sour coriander leaves. Yeah, and then I serve it to the customer, and you you eat it as a taco. You don't use fork and knife. Whenever I'm serving that dish to the customers, I tell them that you have to be messy and you have to hold it like a taco and eat it instead of eating with fork and knife. That's one of your favorite dishes too. If you ask my personal favorite dish, it's butter chicken any time. Like if you if you wake me up at 3 a.m. in the morning, kineel chand, best chicken butter chicken dinner. I'm up and ready. I'm up and ready for butter chicken any time. Yeah, so I have taken a lot of your time. No, that that's fine. That's fine. The last question would be, can you recommend uh, if someone wants to be a chef or a personal chef, what path should they pursue? If you have any books recommendations, maybe movies also, which show how does a life as a chef look like? Uh, because I think a lot of the times we want to be in a profession, but the life in the profession doesn't suit us because we are going to spend it eight to ten hours a day working and. we want to work in a profession which we like to do and at the same time which suits us so like for to become a private chef first you need to know the basics so for to, for that you have to become a chef and to become a chef you have to learn what a chef does right so i would say just start with the basics first once your basics are clear then you can do whatever you want to do in this chefing industry and there is no end to it it's all continuous and you have to keep learning 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 again and again So right now also I feel when I see other chefs I feel that I don't know enough so I have to keep myself upgraded I have to keep myself learning I do that all the time if you want to become a chef and a private chef they both go hand in hand there is not much difference in that but in private chef is more of interaction so you have to be confident enough and in chef it's like you have to know all the basics I'm not a big reader so I wouldn't recommend any books because as soon as i read one page i go off sleep so i would say if you want to become a chef and if you just want to know the life of a chef you should watch a movie called 100 foot journey which is on netflix there is one more latest movie which was released in 2015 was the burnt if you want to get inspired then you have to watch the burnt and one there's one animated movie called ratatouille which is one of the best animated chef movie i've ever seen And if you want to know like the footsteps to become a Michelin star chef, then you have to watch the movie called The Hundred Foot Journey. Neil, thank you for sharing the movie recommendations. The Hundred Foot Journey, Burnt, and Ratatouille, all are great films. Uh, who showcase like 
culinary world in different ways um and gives us a peek into lives of different chefs so these are great movies to start with also if you are interested in learning more about the world of chefs i would suggest kitchen confidential it is a entertaining memoir by anthony bourdain he offers us a behind the scene look at what happens in the restaurant industry there is another book called professional chef it's a guide and techniques and recipes used by professional chefs so i'll i'll link all this books and movies uh, below in the description so you could check it out uh, yeah thank you so much everyone for listening to the career podcast we'll continue to provide such engaging conversations to help gain clarity and make informed decisions about your professional journey this is just starting and i hope to get better at this so join me on this journey where we'll explore different professions and professionals thank you so much thank you neil no worries anytime rishab if you need anything want any information regarding chef or anything just do let me know yeah i'll just put your information also in the description so if someone has any questions or someone needs any guidance or something 100% it was nice talking to you rishab